The Triad Podcast Network is presented by Icon Custom Builders in Winston-Salem. We've all been there. You're thinking of making some changes around the house. So what do you do? You take to social media, ask for recommendations to make those home improvements, and inevitably, you get 20 responses and each one has a different answer. You're even more confused. Well, we're here to make it easy for you. Just talk to our friends at Icon Custom Builders. Whether it's a large or small renovation, they've been transforming homes in the triad since 2005. And like we've been saying for several months now, chances are you've got more equity in your home than you realize. So now could be the perfect time to consider some upgrades. Maybe you want to modernize your kitchen or optimize your outdoor space for entertaining. You can even restore your older home with a more functional layout and design while preserving the original character and charm. Whatever's on your wish list, Icon can help turn it into reality. Now, if you're like me, the whole idea of home renovation is overwhelming. But not to worry, Icon has a full-service design-build team that guides homeowners through every step of the process. Just visit their website, IconCustomBuilders.com, to schedule a consultation and start your dream project today. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Thanks for downloading this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. We are back with our friends at the Arts Council here in Winston-Salem, Forsyth County. And today we are talking about the rapidly approaching, it's pretty much here, but the uh, North Carolina Black Theater Festival. And our guests today are President of the Arts Council, Randy Eady, returning on the podcast today. And Nigel Olson, he's the Executive Director of the North Carolina Black Repertory Company, who puts on the festival here in in Winston-Salem every other year. And I'm excited to do this because... Nigel and I were a part of a podcast uh, maybe three months ago with Jason Thiel of the Downtown Partnership talking about the festival, um, but specifically as it related to, to downtown and, and the economic boom that it, that it creates of, of several million dollars every other year. But I was just a bystander for that conversation, just sitting there pushing the faders up and down, making sure everything recorded while, while the two of you had a great conversation. So now I'm excited to be able to actually be a part of the conversation. So, Nigel, good to see you again. Thank you for being here. Same here as well. Glad to be back. And, Randy, great to see you, too. Always a pleasure. All right. Well, we are excited to get going today and talk about the uh, Black Repertory Company, the uh, the soon-to-be-finished facility that's going to be a major part of that, which is right next door to us here today, and the, uh, the festival that really just takes this city and this downtown by storm every other year, and it is something not to be missed if you haven't uh, been a part of it before. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, because, Nigel, you're new to, to this podcast, we always like to ask first-time guests, uh, first of all, a little bit about themselves. So for those that, that don't know you yet or want to get to know you a little bit more, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your role in, in the history of the North Carolina Black Repertory Company. Well, I'm Nigel Austin. I'm a native of Winston-Salem, so I've been here for a long time. Yeah, real long time. Real long time. (laughs) I worked for GMAC Insurance, Intergon formerly, for almost 36 years at Winston-Salem State for a couple of years. Interim Director, Department of Social Services for a few months. Uh, Interim Director for the North Carolina Black Repertory Company for a short period of time. Executive Director for about the last two and a half years. So my role is... Executive director and doing whatever Sylvia Sprinkle Hamlin tells me to do. 
Well, oh. that's also the role that I have at the Arts Council as well, doing whatever Ms. Hamlin says she wants us to do. Yeah, seems like seems like we caught it all. And I just do whatever Diana tells me to do in, in these podcasts. So. I understand. So the common theme is do what the women tell you to do. <laughs> yes, and then we yes. won't be we won't be uh, turned astray. That's right. Um, okay, so this is this is another question we typically ask, but it, it's very um, it's very relevant to this conversation because. When the festival starts, um, uh, there's going to be uh, quite a crowd of -of out-of-town guests here. And so they will get to, many will experience Winston-Salem for the first time, and some will be repeat visitors to Winston-Salem for the festival. So uh, in your experience, what are some of the things that you enjoy about Winston-Salem, our city of arts and innovation, that uh, anybody listening that's going to attend the festival might, might also enjoy while they're here? Well, one, uh, again, I'm a native of Winston-Salem, so it's home for me. Uh, For someone who hasn't been here before, what happens to the community is that it transforms during that week. Mm -hmm. So it's a place like none other. Uh, When you have uh, close to 60,000 people coming in town, Mm -hmm. uh, we have more than 100 performances during the course of the week. We have uh, 25 main stage productions. Four colleges and universities that will be here will be in 20 venues had more than 3,700 room nights uh, two years ago. And so it really is about, to me, about memories and experiences. And so it's about people coming here, having a good time, seeing good theater. Uh, The stars and celebrities that come are everyday people. Uh, They walk around like everyone else. They go to the same restaurants. They hang out. They converse. They talk with each other. So it's it's fun. uh, It's theater. It's music. It's drumming. Uh, it's uh, meeting new people, mm-hmm. uh, seeing some folk that you've met before, and then going back home telling folk what they miss so they'll come the next time. Yeah, for sure. And and the uh, the hotels and, and primarily in that Twin City uh, quarter corridor of the the Marriott and the Embassy. How long have those rooms been sold out? Just to give people it's an been idea. several months now. So yeah. people start booking rooms as early as last September and October. Uh, both the Marriott and the Embassy Suites are. Pretty much sold out, and so it's kind of the outlying areas. Of course, other hotels mm-hmm. uh, are approaching that as well, and we have a number of new hotels that are in the downtown area uh, also. So um, uh, people have been calling, uh, requesting brochures. We mailed out more than 96000 a couple about a month ago, mm-hmm. and folks are still requesting them. Uh, ticket sales have been very brisk. Uh, there are five shows that are already sold out. Wow. That's something we can't predict. You don't know what is and what isn't, and it happens. And when that happens, it's a good problem, and, and more people want to see something else. Sure, sure. Randy, what, what advice would you give to folks that might be visiting Winston for the first time? First, listen to everything that Nigel just said. Replay it if you didn't hear it all the first time. Um, my threshold advice to everyone is just come and soak up as much as you can because mm-hmm. the city is – truly electrified during the the time of the festival. And the point Nigel made about the opportunity to hobnob with some of the celebrities that are in town, take advantage of that. Because, yeah, they are just ordinary people, but they're they're special ordinary people. And so the opportunity to see them up close and to, you know, rub elbows and have a little bit of conversation. Say you talk with Ted Lang, who's going to be uh, directing the production of Twelfth Night, in Winston Square Park, you know, that's going to be kind of special. I'm going to tell some people about that myself. That's assuming that Nigel and Jackie Alexander will allow me to get close enough to to say hello. Um, And then we are particularly excited about, well, the entire festival, Mm -hmm. make no mistake, but because 
several of the productions are going to be staged in Arts Council venues, including our brand new uh, theater, which is looking for a name, by the way, folks, if there's a generous donor out there that wants to uh, to name what we are temporarily calling the Reynolds Place Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, we're excited about those productions in particular. And so there will be some in that theater, here in the Haynes Brands Theater, and also in the Mount Castle Forum. So Sure. Well, let me let me ask you then, since uh, since you brought it up about the uh, the Reynolds Place right next door, which is uh, going to be a, a, a hub for the repertory company and will be a big part of the festival. Randy, I'll start with you. These renovations and and this 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 brand new remodeled area. Uh, what's this going to mean, not just for the festival, but for for Winston Salem and 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 the arts here? Well, let me start at one of the endpoints that we like to talk about, which is as. Um, the Milton Rose Center for the Arts complex in campus being the community's artistic living room. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we said that with a little bit of aspiration and maybe a hint of braggadocia earlier, but it's it's coming to fruition. And the transformational renovation we did to the Road Center to create the new theater, enhance some other spaces, are going to drive us, us toward that. So in addition to that dynamic new theater, temporarily being called the Reynolds Place Theater, Mm -hmm. we redid the entire entrance area leading into that space so that the art gallery is enhanced. And during the festival, it will be the location for the um, Black Theater Museum. What's, What's the best way to describe that night. That's what it says, it's a pop-up museum. So this is the third or fourth festival that we've had it. So we will be having um, displays from various black theaters, uh, six or seven from across the country that will be on display in addition to ours in that space. Okay. So that will be the inaugural exhibition in that enhanced new gallery area. Of course, a major feature, you can't miss it as you walk in to the entrance of the, the road center is that the entire um, entry area, which used to be three sort of compartmental um, locations, the gallery, lobby, and a conference room, mm-hmm. well, that's all open, and it's one welcoming, dynamic new venue. Again, the Enhanced Art Gallery will be there, but um, sort of the lightning rod attraction for it all is this magnificent tree that has been um, designed and installed in that space by Sunnyside Mills, local right here. It is spectacular. And it sort of sets the tone for this is a new thing that is now going on in the Road Center. Then, of course, there is the Patron Service Center where people will be served in a variety of ways, including as the concession area when events are going on inside the theater. But then there is a community arts gift shop which is where the old Haynes Conference Room used to be. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be featuring works by local artisans from across the community. And I imagine there will be a thing or two related directly to the festival that one could peruse uh, <laughs> and, and, and buy if the spirit so moves you. So those are among the exciting things that uh, we're looking forward to in general and as it relates to this festival in particular because it's the inaugural set of activities to help us um, kick off this excitingly transformed location. Sure. If I could add one point to what he just said. So I'm a um, 
part of an organization known as Dale Carnegie. I'm a Dale Carnegie trainer. What we pride ourselves on is creating wow experiences for those who participate. So this is what I would say to anyone who has previously been in the Milton Road Center and come through the door. When you come through, it will be wow. That's it. Okay. What you thought you knew was there, and what you saw before is nothing like it now, and your first impression will be wow. The Triad Podcast Network is sponsored by Jennifer Johnson, owner of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and a local certified financial planner who helps people plan for big financial goals, such as retirement or college. Especially now, navigating markets is challenging, particularly for those gearing up for retirement, young professionals, business owners, or retirees. Am I saving enough for retirement? As a business owner, do I need a workplace retirement plan to attract and retain key employees? Am I using the right individual investment strategies? Personally, I had some of those questions. Plus, how do I save for my kids' college education? So I went and got local independent advice from Jennifer and her team at Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. They're located in Winston-Salem, and you can get started like I did with a complimentary, no-obligation consultation right here in the triad. Just call 336-701-1600 or email jennifer at the number 3-magnolias.com. Jennifer at 3-magnolias.com. And be sure to catch Jennifer's podcast covering all sorts of financial tips, trends, and strategies right here on this same feed with the Triad Podcast Network. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Okay, I can't wait. Now, uh, you got me excited. All right, come yeah. on out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've heard and... and Again, I've referenced the podcast we did with Jason Thiel, but the theme and the main takeaway that I that I took from that was, if you've never been, you, you got to try it. Absolutely. You have to. You will not be disappointed. Um, everything that we're talking about, I know you just added to what Randy said, but it's specifically about the topic of the renovations to the theater next door to us. Um, Nadja, what would you like to add in terms of what this will mean for the repertory company and the festival itself? Well, it's another space. Uh, it's a black box. It's It's... Immediately downtown, we are part of the Arts Council. We are funded uh, uh, through the Arts Council. Uh, we previously were in the Little Theater building. Uh, that was the name of it, along with the Little Theater, and mm -hmm. we're now downtown. So the fact that we're all downtown, and this is where it's happening, it's th this is really the heartbeat of what's going on. Uh, the space is absolutely beautiful. I was here two days ago. I was blown away by it, just came back today, and it looks different than it looked two days ago in terms of some more things. The fact that we will be the first in it to actually perform in it, that we'll have a pop-up museum in the gallery, which means we'll be the first there, uh, that we have a couple of commemorative things that we will be selling. We have a special mm -hmm. wine just for this festival that Carolina Vineyards and Hops will be producing uh, with our label on it uh, that will be for sale in the gift shop, and we have a commemorative coin uh, that will also be on sale. That's one time, limited edition, only 500 made. Uh, this is the 40th year of the company and the 30th year of the festival. So it's it's really, um, the best way to explain it is just excitement. Yeah. Yeah. As Larry would say, it's marvtastic. <laughs> yeah. 
So this is a this is going to be a tough question for you, Nigel. But um, <laughs> no question. If, if people, well, no, no. Hear me out on this one. I think All you'll right. agree this is a tough question All to right. answer because I'm going to ask if anybody doesn't have tickets yet, what are the performances that can't be missed? There are no performances that can't be missed. <laughs> <laughs> tough so, question, uh, but an easy answer. Yeah, there, yeah. there are no performances. You know, it depends really on what your interests are. There mm-hmm. are musicals. Uh, so there, there are several that focus on the life of Aretha Franklin and some other women of soul. Uh, there's Soul Men, which is coming out of Florida. There's one called Pooled, uh, which is out of Raleigh, which only has one or two tickets left. There are five shows that are currently sold mm. out. Uh, so you will not be able to see them unless someone cancels and decides to sell their tickets. <laughs> uh, the historical pieces um, um, that are fantastic as well, if you want to come to see, there's one by a gentleman who literally, if you look in our brochure online, looks like Simon Davis Jr. So if you looked at the brochure, you would think that it is a picture of Simon Davis Jr. It actually is the actor. Hmm. So one-man performance is simply outstanding. His mannerisms, his looks, tap dancing, singing, etc. Uh, there are four colleges that will be here, A&T State University, North Carolina Central, Norfolk, and Louisville. Uh, they'll be performing. They have some outstanding production. So there really is something for everyone. There's a teen aspect of it. Uh, we partner with the city, and there are things that will be going on, a block party, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night at Corbett Plaza. Uh, there's a free film fest that's every day from about 9 until 1 at Aperture and at Forsyth County Public Library. Uh, there's an international colloquium. There's stage readings during the course of the day. There are free workshops that are all day long. And I just found out this afternoon we're going to be doing something specifically with kindergartners. So that is going to be ah. a lot of fun. So there really is something for everyone yeah. free and that you can pay for yeah. literally uh, from the beginning until the end of the festival. Randy, yeah. what are you looking for? I want to jump in yeah. uh, on that one as well. Now, a question first, Nigel. Who is doing the production of Cowboy that will be at uh, Haynes Brands Theater? Is that one of the colleges? It's not one of the colleges, and it's the, f- the first time here for the company, and I can't tell you the name right now, but that is one that happens to be sold out. Right. Mm. That's too bad. It's one of the ones in Haynes. Oh, maybe I could sneak in through a side door or something. <laughs> Um, you know some people. Someone may uh, give up a ticket, so my, you know. Um, I got my my list, uh-huh. and uh, it, it's hard to select from just the bounty of richness. But dinner with Booker T is one of the intimate performances. It's going to be, I think, in Mount Castle mm-hmm. Forum. Mm-hmm. That it's on top of my list. You really ought not miss Jelly's Last Jam. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to try and uh, and do that. I alluded earlier to, and it's one of the free events, the 12th night production. It's going to take place in Winston Square Park, right adjacent uh, to the Art Center. And that's going to be um, special. Uh, Ted Lang is going to be directing it, of course, and hoping to meet him if Nigel and Jackie will allow me to. We'll work that out for you. All right. Try to hook me up on that one. (laughs) And that's a special one in that it's it's Shakespeare, so it's uh, Shakespeare at Sunset. In Winston Square Park, uh, directed by Ted Lange. Ted has, has been here a number of times. The little twist to it is, is that it's uh, based in Jamaica, and the music will be um, Jamaican-themed music. Mm-hmm. So imagine Shakespeare marrying Jamaica, and that. that music in the park. Uh, so it's going to be outstanding. I love that. Now, um, Jackie is is taking a, a couple of the actors who will be in that production to a couple of little events that. 
that um, we posted over the past couple of months to promote various things. And uh, so I've gotten a little snippets of it. It's going to be mind-blowing. It's good. You, you will know it's Shakespeare, but you will know that it is yeah. different. Yeah. And so the creative and innovative energy that's going to be reflected in that is just it's going to be a wild experience yeah. to borrow Nigel's work. And it's free. And it's free. Okay. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday starts at 6.30. No excuses. That's right. Yeah. I want to ask you about something that, that uh, you brought up in, in the last podcast you and I were a part of, which is how the festival kind of evolved from the concept of living room theater. You recall that story you told? So the, the company, Larry, uh, came back home um, it might have been a seven eight early seventy nine because his father was ill. He borrowed a thousand dollars from him, and he started the North Carolina Black Repertory Company. So the North Carolina Black Rep is the first and the oldest black professional theater company in the state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. As a way of getting community support, uh, he would have individuals to invite him into their home, and he would invite some actors from New York, and they would go into the home. They would have a meal dinner party, if you will, and after that they would perform a black classic. And so it became known as Living Room Theater. We continue to have that now. We travel around the community at different places and we provide uh, some uh, free performances of stage readings. From that came everything else. Came the company, the Theater Guild, uh, the season that we've had now for 40 years. And in 19... 88, while he was at a conference in Atlanta, uh, he had on his mind, uh, how can we sustain black theater? And so he was thinking about having a conference to bring everyone together, and he decided, let me have a festival. Hmm. Um, If you know Larry, you know that Larry had big vision and grand ideas. Um, Who would have thought that it would become what it is now? So that first year... Fortunately, he talked to someone named Dr. Maya Angelou, and she agreed to be the first chairperson. She talked to some people that she knew. Uh, one is named Oprah, and she talked to some other cast members in a play that she was in years ago called The Blacks, and they came. And so that very first year, 1989, 10,000 people came to Winston-Salem. There were 17 companies, and from there, uh, there was a first, In the very first year? The very first year was 10,000 people, wow. and there never had been one before. And <laughs> since that time, it's continued to grow and escalate and more people are coming back and more performances and more companies and it just does wonders for the community not only for the community and the economic impact but what it does to sustain black theater what it does to provide the actors to continue to develop their craft what it does for those people to uh, the technical assistance the mm-hmm. building of stages uh, of doing costumes so it's there's so much involved in it and so many pieces that people don't see because what you see is you get a ticket and you go in and you you enjoy this experience yeah. when there's a whole lot going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Let me, let me ask this question to, to each of you. Um, the festival is certainly the main topic that we're talking about today as it relates to the repertory company. But what are some other ways that the company touches the community, is involved in the community outside of the festival, which is every other year? Well, again, Living Room Theater, which we've expanded over the last two years. So last year we had eight stage readings, and we had those readings throughout the community. So whether it's the library or here or a senior citizen home and had a different theme. We were attracting a different audience. So it gives us the opportunity to uh, expose what we do to a number of different people. Mm-hmm. We've expanded in terms of getting outside of the Forsyth County. Uh, so we've done some things down in Raleigh and partnered with the African American Museum there. Uh, we have what we call Marftastic Society receptions at different places. So we have one at Rocky Mount, uh, one in Greensboro uh, as well. 
this year, for example, we've partnered with the Z. Smith Reynolds Foundation who provide a grant to provide the opportunity for underserved, underrepresented youth and their families to attend. Mm. Uh, currently, we have 410 youth and families who will be attending. It represents uh, six organizations throughout the community who will be bringing them, one of which is for Sife County Department of Social Services. Not only are they bringing them, and all of them are going to see Pride Land, which I would recommend all of you to see. It's a group out of Greensboro called The Point. Uh, the Pride Land is the uh, dance adaptation of The Lion King. Hmm. Uh, they are absolutely outstanding. Two years ago they did The Wiz. So it's an opportunity for, um, for people to be touched. There's something about art and about theater that touches people where they are that they can identify with. And so I've seen people sit here and see something and say, I've experienced that. I, I saw this play on Alzheimer's and I saw myself in that actor and how they acted and I'm going through that particular thing mm -hmm. to the point that they wanted to meet the actors and say thank you for what they've done. So it's outside of the financial impact part of it, uh, it's just the, as we talk about in this community, we talk about social capital. Uh, so it helps to develop social capital. It's relationships, uh, it's the power of art, it's the power of theater, uh, it's the fun, it's the fellowship. Uh, we pride ourselves in saying that we educate, enrich, and entertain, mm -hmm. and that's a part of everything that we do. Randy, anything you'd like to add to that? Um, yeah, because it, it resonates with uh, a lot of what Nigel just said, and it's also a particular instance of how you plant a seed and a mighty oak um, can grow from it. Jimmy Jeter, who is a Winston-Salem native, is on his way to Broadway in Hamilton. And among the roles, I, I learned some things. I'll tell you about how I acquired this particular knowledge uh, later, but often the actors play several roles in, uh, in the production over the course of the run. Well, Jimmy Jeter um, has been cast to be Hamilton in the production of Hamilton on Broadway. He has um, performed that role in other of the locations where Hamilton is being produced, now being produced all across the nation, and including internationally. But he will also be Burr and a couple of other of the major characters during the run on um, on Broadway. Hmm. Well, in addition to being a Atlanta uh, Winston-Salem native, while Jimmy was growing up here, he got involved with authoring action, which is one of the um, dynamic and very impactful arts organizations that are based right here in the city. But he also um, got mentored via the North Carolina Black Reps team program. Mm -hmm. And he, he did a year um, to, uh, as part of his high school training at UNC School of the Art. An example of how this community, through the various organizations that are doing things here, that are impactful immediately, but again, plant seeds that can become mighty oaks. So Black Rep, its team program, UNC School of the Arts, authoring action have played a role in Jimmy Jeter's phenomenal success. Great story. This show is presented by The Ginther Group, a real estate team based right here in the triad and the only ones we trust here on the Triad Podcast Network. I've been podcasting with Blake Ginther and his team for a few years now, always blown away by how well the experts at The Ginther Group can make sense of a rapidly changing and 
oftentimes chaotic real estate market. I know I feel smarter after each episode we record right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Then when it came to sell a home, I chose the Ginther Group. They steered me in the right direction at all times in terms of how much time and money to invest in order to maximize the things I wanted out of the transaction. And we ended up selling for nearly 10% above asking. Look, I can't guarantee you the same results, but why wouldn't you at least meet with them and see what's possible? Call 336-283-8689 or visit thegenthergroup.com to see if the Ginther Group can help you own your future. Now back to the show. One, one thing I want to ask about related to the festival, because again, I recall this from a previous conversation. Sometimes the most entertaining or most fulfilling parts of the festival can be when people gather in between or after performances, socialize, compare notes, that kind of thing. Can you elaborate on that, Nigel? Well, that's exactly what happens. So uh, you will go out to a performance and see the performance and be excited, and then you'll come back and someone, you exchange notes. So what did you see tonight? Well, I saw X, Y, Z. What did you see? Well, I saw this. It was fantastic. Now you're trying to figure out, well, can I change the ticket for this? <laughs> because I, have, when I did that a couple of years ago. There was something I, I really wanted to see, and someone was telling me about something else, and I exchanged tickets to see that. Now I hate that I missed the thing that I didn't get to see, even though I love this. Uh, for example, Michael Carrier's mama, he was here two years ago, and I exchanged those tickets to see something else. Fortunately, he's back, so I will get to see that this time. So it's it's the going out to eat, it's going out to shop, it's having conversation with each other. What did you see? It's meeting people. You know, we have buses literally coming from all over the country. I've talked to folk in Detroit, uh, someone from Wisconsin called a couple of days ago, a busload just coming from Pittsburgh. Uh, one lady called because her mother and father have been here before. She's never been, and she's coming this year. And so people come, they go back to tell others, and others come. But as you indicated, one of the things I've, I'm not an artist, so let me say that first. So no one makes any mistake about it that, that I know what I'm talking about. But what I understand about music, for example, it's not so much the notes, but the silence in between the notes that really makes the music. And to your particular point, it's the things that happen in between the performances. The mm. performances are what bring people here, but it's the conversation in between. It's riding on the bus from the hotel to mm -hmm. the theater or to the theater back to the hotel. It's sitting down to eat and having a conversation with someone you never met before and talking about what's going on and you can't look forward to coming back again. So all of that really makes up uh, this culture of what we call Black Holy Ground. It's an international celebration and reunion of spirit, and that's really what happens during that week. Yeah, it's the true experience. Um, okay, uh, before I, I shift gears uh, slightly, Randy, anything else you want to add, in, in, or either of you want to add in, in terms of the festival or the repertory company? Well, there are a few new things that are happening this year. So Randy's already indicated about Shakespeare at Sunset. We also have what we call 48 Hours in Holy Ground, so there are six um, screenwriters, or screenwriters rather, uh, script uh, writers, playwrights, who are going to reimagine six black classics. They're going to reimagine it, cast it, rehearse it, and then perform it in 48 hours while they're here. It's called 48 what? Hours in Holy Ground. <laughs> that's, cool. uh, wow. that's already sold out. That's going to be at the Marriott, so that's fantastic. Yeah. So the Shakespeare 
uh, 48 Hours is going to be new. We have commissioned a playwright to write a play uh, focused on the life of Dr. Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. uh, part of that is going to be stage read here. Uh, Lamont Rucker, some of you may know from Greenleaf and, and other performances that he's been in, and has been here a number of times, will be one of the individuals who will be a part of that stage reading. We're actually performing it uh, as a part of our season for 2019-20. It'll be in the spring of next year. So there's some new components and exciting things that are happening in addition to the regular things that have happened. We're continuing to kind of change it up. And I wanted to emphasize uh, the film festival part of it, which is free, which a lot of folk may not know. And there are probably at least 20 films. And it will be anywhere from 10 minutes, half an hour. There might be one or two that's an hour, so they aren't long. Uh, but I would encourage you to go to Aperture or the Forsyth County Library to see some of that. And again, that's free. Uh, but it's just another component of what's happening during that week. Not much to, to elaborate upon what Nigel just said, um, except perhaps the following. If you didn't get one of those brochures that has the entire uh, roster of, of events that are taking place, it's online, mm -hmm. nbtf.org. That's correct. Go there and, um, and take in as much of it as you can. Like I said at the top, soak up all that you can. Okay. Uh, very good. So, uh, Randy, is this uh, – you're either closing in or just past one year in your – presidency with the arts council is that right yeah, in dog years man yeah. like it's been a minute or two yeah. you're, you're right it will be one year yeah july 31st well i want to i want to i want to ask you then um just to give uh, anything you'd like to update folks on in terms of what's happening with the arts council here over the summer or anything that you've you're particularly proud of major takeaways from from the past almost a year since you've been president well you know um you, you ask me some version of that question each time, and I always fumble it. I try, I was committed to being better about it this time, and, and I'm worse. You know, it, it has been such an event-rich year uh, for me. You know, I'd been on the Arts Council board for several years before I took this position, but seeing the Arts Council and how it interacts with people across the community and how the the just dynamic staff that we have and uh, work day in and day out, that has been, you know, a major takeaway for me. Um, first and foremost, I remain um, just, uh, I, I remain amazed as well as appreciative of the generosity and support of this community. Mm -hmm. And they recognize that the arts and culture are bedrocks of this community and have been for the success that we enjoy and our attraction and appeal as a good place to, you know, work, live, um, and learn. And so that's a, that's a takeaway in and of itself, to see all of that up close uh, and personal. Now, we've had a lot of dynamic partnerships that I've had an opportunity to um, play a little role in. Um, the one with uh, North Carolina Black Rep and the Little Theater and uh, bringing them to downtown in our new facility right up the street here from the Arts Center, the Arts Council Extension Building, the collaborations that have flowed as a result of it, they have all been impactful. You know, we do a summer concert series 
in collaboration with Forsyth County. Um, that's that's tremendous. We've got we do five concerts in the parks, Triad and Tanglewood, over the course of summer. Two of those remain. Um, one coming up on the 28th of July with the Embers at Triangle mm -hmm. at Tanglewood, and then Charlie will be here on August 25th again at at Tanglewood, and that's that's a tremendous event. But what seeing the extent to which there is existing collaboration among arts organizations in the community, but also recognizing the potential to do so much more that would be beneficial, um, not just for those organizations and the Arts Council as the facilitator of them, but for the community in terms of sort of real, realizing our mantra that touching every corner, having the beneficial impacts of the arts touch every corner, seeing the potential to really have that come true. That's exciting for me, and that's, that's one of my takeaways. And if I can, uh, can uh, survive another, another one of these dog years <laughs> and help to push that forward some, that's going to be very rewarding. If I can answer that, I've, I've known Randy for a little while in, in his previous life and in his current role, and we belong to an organization together as well. And uh, there's a favorite quote of mine, the author, I can't recall his name right now, but it says, the real act of discovery is not in finding new lands, but in seeing with new eyes. Mm -hmm. And I say that to say, when I talked earlier about coming into this space if you've been before, when you come in, it will be wild because you will see the same space, but it's been repurposed. It's been reimagined. Mm. And so some of what I think he has done, and I think that he would agree with me on this, and that the staff has done is reimagined who the Arts Council is and who they serve and how can we do that differently and still do some of the same things. So it's, it's, being, it's being reimagined to take in all the citizens of this community in ways in which maybe we have not done before and what does that mean? And those are some of the questions that are being asked now. I belong to a particular task force or committee that came out of a number of discussions to look at some of those things. There are other committees that are doing somewhat the same and the most visible representation of that now happens to be here because you can see it. I know what it used to look like and now, wow. But I think that's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of some other things that are going on and uh, that he's uh, picked up the baton and continued to run with. Okay. That's a nice thing that I've said. I know. I mean, I was, wow. I, I, and we I got it on tape. And we got it on tape. How about that? All right. You waiting to ask me for something? Uh, I'm working on some free tickets for August event. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So th we're coming to the end of our conversation, and, and we always ask the same question um, to our guests. So we'll begin with you, Nigel. But if you could have dinner with any artist, dead or alive, who would you choose and why? So I thought about that question. I had it beforehand, and the first uh, name that came to mind is Larry Leon, Mr. Marvtastic Hamlin. Mm. Uh, Larry is the founder of this. The reason we're here is because Larry was. Uh, the reason we're here is because he borrowed $1,000 and went into people's living room. The reason we're here is because in 88 he went to Atlanta and said, I want to do something to sustain it. He had a big enough vision to go to someone, and Dr. Angelou signed on. The reason that I would want to have, and I knew him well, uh, he and Sylvia were married downtown Winston-Salem at Grace Park, which is across from West End Cafe, where they jumped a broom uh, in their ceremony. They were married that day. They live below us 
in uh, Sherwood Ridges apartment complex a number of years ago. Uh, I've served on the board here at the Arts Council and on the board of the Black Rep. I've been the fundraising chair uh, for the last five or six festivals. I've been a part of that committee since 1993. So I've been involved with it for a long time. The reason I would want to have dinner with him now is to say, Larry, is it where you thought it would be at this time mm -hmm. when you founded it then? And what do you think is left to do that we haven't done? What would you challenge us to do now if you were here with this big vision? And I'm sure it would be something quite different than what we're doing right now. That's a good answer. Randy? That's a great answer. Yeah. And maybe you should just, I wanna, maybe you should just yeah. join them for that dinner. I, yeah. that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I just invite myself to that dinner. Um, and after I've invited myself to that dinner, um, for those who have heard me answer this question on prior podcasts, I guess I can't change uh, my answer, but uh, I, I never invite just one person. It has to be Louis Armstrong, mm. Billie Holiday, huh. William Shakespeare. I'd wow. have the three of them together and we just have a grand old time tomorrow. What a conversation. I know, right? Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. So I thank each of you for joining us today. Nigel Alston with the North Carolina Black Repertory Company and Randy Eady, president of the Arts Council. Thank you both so much. Enjoy festival time. It's here. Thank you very thank much. You. Love to see you. It will be marvelous. <laughs>